get out of what you're doing. And I don't care if it's, hey, this weekend I'm going to take a stand-up comedy class because it sounds scary. Or if it's, I'm going to start taking a painting class at night. Do something different now to start setting your life down a different path because you need to start growing and you're not going to do it where you are, where you're feeling bored and a rut. Welcome to the Boss Bay Podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Danielle Canty, president and co-founder of Boss Babe and your host for this week's episode. Now today, this is such a fun episode to record because I had the pleasure of interviewing author, entrepreneur and speaker, Heather Monahan. Now, if you haven't heard of Heather, she is literally the confidence queen because having climbed her way to the top of the corporate ladder, Heather quickly learned that the key to unlocking the career of her dreams had to do with one thing, and that was about being her most confident self. So in this podcast, Heather shares how she has gone on to start her own business, empowering female entrepreneurs and helping them achieve success by, as we always talk at Boss Babe, being unapologetically ambitious. I know you're going to love this episode so much because Heather gets real and raw as she reveals how she became a power of strength for women who struggle to be their more confident selves. And she shares tips from her number one selling book, Confidence Creator. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Insta stories, tagging me at Danielle Candy and at bossbabe.inc. And without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Okay, listen up because I am doing something that I have never ever done before. I am hosting a completely free 10 day video challenge and I am going all out with this one, seriously. I wanna introduce you to 10 days to monetizing your small audience and it's all kicking off on August 31st and there is a place with your name on it. I'm gonna be showing you exactly how to monetize your small audience on social media and training you for 10 days straight for free. Like I said, I've never ever done this before. This is for you if you have less than 10,000 followers, are struggling to attract your ideal clients and are really unsure how to sell to or monetize your current audience. My guess is that you're constantly on the follower roller coaster. You're pushing so hard yet making no sales. Or in fact, you might just be neglecting social media completely because it's so frustrating. You might have absolutely no idea what to post or when you do end up posting, you're not getting any engagement. So you're like, what's the point? And you're hearing all these people say, you can monetize your audience. And you're like, show me the receipts because I'm not seeing those results. So if that's you, then this training is going to be a game changer for you. I feel you, I have been there and I've also had thousands of clients who've been there too. So this 10 day challenge is going to completely change the game for your life and business. This challenge will work best for you if you're an online service-based entrepreneur, consultant, or coach, or you're wanting to be one. So you can either come armed with a ready-made business or an idea, and I will get you started on the path to profitability. Head to bossbabe.com forward slash Insta challenge to sign up and save your space. I will see you on the 31st of August. That's bossbabe.com forward slash Insta challenge. That's all one word. And again, I will see you on the 31st of August. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise. Keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the Boss Babe podcast. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. I am so excited about this interview because I feel like it's even more special than most. 
because not only do you have an amazing story, which you are going to share with our listeners today, but you are actually a client of ours within the Insta Growth Accelerator course. So I feel like this is even more special. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been working out great. So thank you for that. I love it. So I'm really excited, like I said, about this interview because you have an incredible story, like a real roller coaster of a ride. And so I really would love for you to start off like and introduce yourself, like how you got started, because you are actually very successful in corporate America. And then I know there was some big shifts that are going to come to in your story, and you moved into being self-employed. And as far as I can see, that's working out pretty well for you, Heather, even though maybe it wasn't quite planned. It definitely was not planned. Yeah. So I grew up one of four kids. My mother was divorced, single mom, worked three jobs. She struggled financially. We were on food stamps. Times were really tough in my childhood. So I learned at a very early age, you need to work to create revenue to avoid this problem. So I started with a paper route when I was 10. That transitioned into fast food restaurants, being a busboy at diners, and ultimately getting me into waitressing and bartending, which was the training ground for me to refine my sales skills. So then I moved on to the Gala Winery and uh, became a top salesperson for them within my first year. And I took that opportunity and parlayed it into the radio business where I became an equity partner for a group of radio stations when I was 24 years old. And I I took that $25 million property, flipped it into a $55 million property in under three years. I did have to move to Michigan for that opportunity. So it was a big risk, but it paid off huge And that really landed me with a title of revenue generator in the media industry. So I took that reputation and went to a publicly traded company in Florida and pitched myself for a job that didn't exist. I pitched myself for VP of sales. I was awarded that opportunity. I did have to take a step back financially to take that job, but I saw a bigger picture opportunity because this organization was billing $100 million annually, and the one that I had just left was only half of that. So I joined that company. I was there for 14 years. I was promoted three different times, ultimately becoming the chief revenue officer. During my tenure there, I more than doubled the company's revenue from $100 million annually to in excess of $200 million annually when I was fired. And I was fired when the CEO I had worked for for more than a decade became ill. He promoted his daughter and she hated me. So she fired me right away. And I took that opportunity to write and self-publish my first book, Confidence Creator, which led me to the speaking business, which led me to launching my podcast, which has led me to writing my second book. You know, it's really been this momentum that has picked up as a result of getting fired. Wow. I love how you've summed it up there, but I am going to go deep diving into this because I think this is such an amazing story, like such a roller coaster as well. You know, like you on that corporate climb. And I imagine just before you got fired, like that was not how you'd envisaged it. You like corporate world was all you'd known. So I'm really excited to kind of talk about that a little bit more. But first, I just want to take you back to like that point and that, that piece of you that was always really, um, was it always ambitious? Like, you know, you kind of just kind of glaze over the fact that you worked in these companies and you grew them and, you know, had such impact on them. But how did you know that you could do that? Where did you find the confidence to pitch yourself for ideas? Where did you feel like, yeah, I can do this? And, you know, what was that journey like really like on the ground? 
I mean, it was a grind. It was really, really hard, specifically being in Michigan for those three years. That was a really hard grind where I was undervalued. I was disrespected because I was so young. My employees were twice, sometimes three times my age. And that was a really tough grind as a leader in your early 20s and being female Mm -hmm. in the Midwest. It just... That was a really hard time. What I did was when I couldn't gain respect from others, I went out and delivered on my own. And I had to do that. There was a good six month window where I was building respect and credibility within the organization because none of these people knew me and they didn't know my prior track record when I lived back in Massachusetts. So when they wouldn't listen to me, when they weren't respecting me, I just started going out and closing huge deals more than they had ever imagined possible. And so slowly I started building credibility within the staff. And then slowly I started weeding out the negative people that weren't coming around. And then slowly I would identify more talent within the marketplace and bring them on board. And and then once I had that, the team was right and I had the respect. And then I was able to put process systems and different procedures in place that allowed us to really take off. I love that. So letting your actions speak for themselves, hey? (laughs) Well, I mean, when you're a woman in your early 20s, I mean, that's, in my opinion, the only way to go because you can't point to a long track record of excellence and wins that are really tangible at that point, you can point to yourself and say, here's why I believe in me. But it it can be very challenging to have people who are much older than you with a lot more expertise and years in a business to gain their respect. So I found that to be the best way to do it. Mm, I think that's a really good key takeaway, actually, because we have listeners from a variety of ages, but I know that is something that a lot of people have come against. So I think that's a really valuable lesson. What are some other valuable lessons that you've really learned in that leadership? So like you say, you gained their trust from like letting, you know, bringing in those sales etc but how did you manage to obviously you became a very good leader because you built huge teams and you really added to revenue but what were some of the key skills that you learned in those periods of time to help you do that well another lesson I learned back in Michigan is that no matter how good you are you can't do every job yourself and I really was turning inward I didn't want to rely on other people I didn't want to appear weak those were some of the things that people thought she's too young she's too weak so I, I developed a really hard exterior I didn't want to get close to people I worked with. I wanted them to only see me professionally and see me as uber professional. And when I ran into a situation with my controller where she was just inept, she was coming in late, she wasn't managing the business properly, our receivables were out of order. And I was getting very frustrated after multiple meetings with her. I decided to fire her without her replacement. And I just figured, oh, I can handle any any part of this business. I've been in this business now. I guess I'd been in it three years. I knew each department very, very well. And now finance is not my strong suit, you know, but I figured how hard can it be? I didn't think it through in that I was already running and leading the entire organization. I was personally in charge of the revenue generation. I had someone leading the operational side on air. But I was now going to take on the other key component, which is the financial part and receivable part of the business. So there weren't enough hours in the day. I was staying in the office till three, four in the morning, and I'd be back at 730 the next morning to run my regular day and revenue side of the business. I was working every single weekend, and I thought it was going to be very simple to find somebody to replace that job. However, we weren't paying. We did not have a lot of money budgeted for that position. So it ended up costing me receivables, costing me so much headache, so much personal time. And I just learned from that that if you are going to pull the trigger and you are really a one-man leadership you know, operation, you've got to take your time to find that person's replacement before you pull the trigger so that the timing works for you instead of against you. 
really, really valuable. I think as well, like, and I feel like this is something that people can relate, even if they're just starting off in their businesses. And I talk about this a lot, you know, making sure that you're recording your screen as you're going along and teaching things and creating a playbook and making sure you're filing things in order so that you can actually delegate easily. Because what I see is a lot of people end up not delegate, they're like too busy to delegate. And therefore like, oh, I'm too busy to tell someone and teach someone what to do. I'll just do it myself as quicker and you end up in this loop. And I think this is like exactly the same in the entrepreneurial world when you're just starting off and in the corporate world. And even if you've got a business that you've got a big team, like always making sure that you have time to be able to delegate. So like you said, you don't find yourself in that situation. It costs you so much more on the personal side as well as actually the business side too. Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. The other day, the team and I were talking about how much our audience loves biohacking. And whenever we release content based around creating better habits for our lifestyle and health, you all seem to really soak it up and request more. So... I wanted to share about our podcast sponsor, Prolon, today because I've never seen a company like this. Prolon is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making cells believe that they're fasting. There are so many strategic benefits to fasting, and Prolon helps you hit these goals without actually needing to fast. Prolon's five-day program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all designed to keep your body in a fasted state. And you get everything pre-packaged, labeled, and ready to go, so there's no guesswork. It's super simple, and it works. Extended fasting of at least two to three days has proven to produce unique benefits like cellular rejuvenation, metabolic support, and increased cardiovascular health. So if you're ready for a fasting program that doesn't leave you hungry or exhausted and instead gives you more energy, I highly recommend giving Prolon a try. Right now, Prolon is offering Boss Babe podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash boss babe. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life dot com slash boss babe for this special offer prolonlife.com slash boss babe oh yeah absolutely and you know sometimes there isn't someone to delegate to there just isn't someone with that talent and skill set on the team and that's when you need to look outside of the team but it just what an important lesson that I learned that just because you're a talented capable person who's willing to work hard it isn't always the best decision to just put it on your plate 
Mm. I relate to that a lot. I had to do a lot of work on my delegation skills. I used to just take it all on. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then I'd be like, why am I working like 60, 70 hour weeks, even more than that at times. So completely relate to that. And I know that a lot for the women women well as well. So I want to just kind of, you touched on it earlier. So you built up, you made some amazing decisions. You were growing businesses, growing teams. You had a CEO that you had a great relationship and then he took ill. Um, Let's just pick up the story there. So during that time, I didn't know he was ill. So this is going back about four years ago. No one was communicating that to me. And I decided at that time to launch a personal brand. I had never done that before, but I was in marketing and advertising. It was very aware to me, all the meetings I was in, I should be leading by example. I'm sitting in meetings with brands telling them that they need to hold the pen and tell their story. However, I wasn't doing it. So I decided, this is a year before, a little over a year before I got fired. I decided to launch a personal website with the hashtag Boss and Heels aimed at telling my story of overcoming poverty and adversity and how to get to the C-suite so that anybody could access that information. I made all my socials public and I became more deliberate and intentional in my approach with social and my website. So immediately the then CFO contacted general counsel and contacted me together and told me to shut it down. It was a conflict of interest with the company. Well, I had already investigated and done my due diligence. I knew Bank of America had chief revenue officers that were doing Mm. this. I I had looked at so many blue chip brands out there that were much larger than the company, company I was leading that were doing it. So I had built up some evidence to share with them because when someone's attacking you like that, it's personal. They're emotional. Mm. They're afraid. You know, it's threatening them. It wasn't wrong from a business standpoint. So I said this. I said, listen, guys, here's the situation. You're not happy. I'm pointing to companies much more successful, bigger and high profile than we are. So obviously it's okay. It's not illegal. I had a lawyer go through all of the documents I've signed with the organization. That's not the problem. Sounds to me like the problem is you don't like me doing this for whatever reason you have. What about me utilizing some verbiage anywhere I post or on any site or whatever to say this is not a representation of you? you know, I'll free you from any opinion that I have. I'm sure that will free you and allow you to feel better. So for a little while, they let me do that. Then they decided that wasn't good enough. It just became an ongoing game for that next year of them trying to threaten me, scare tactics to get me to shut down my personal brand. They ended up firing my assistant. I mean, it was out of control, the attacks that I got from the the GC and from the CFO. And so during this time, the CEO became ill. In the interim, he took a leave of absence for six months. And the interim CEO was his daughter, our CFO, but she was not able to pull the trigger on me until she actually received the title officially. And, you know, when she eventually did, she fired me. So I had some ideas. You know, my life at that time during the company that last year was horrible because I was being bullied so much at work. It was a really negative time for me. I started losing my hair. I threw my back out. You know, there was real red flags being thrown at me physically saying, wait a minute, your, your body's shutting down, grinding my teeth. I was breaking my teeth at night. It was a really, really negative situation. And anytime, you know, I share this with everybody is that anytime your body starts breaking down, take a step back and look at what's happening in your yeah. life, because these are just red flags to get your attention to change something else. And the day that woman fired me, Actually, I fired the villain that I had in my life and my physical nature improved, my mental situation improved, everything in my life improved. However, my revenue was gone for that moment in time. But like Gary V framed it up for me when I was on his show a couple months ago, he said, Heather, that was a micro challenge 
for a macro opportunity. You know, it's a small headache in the moment that you've got to deal with. And it's tough. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's for that bigger play for the rest of your life to steer you in the right direction. Yeah, 100%. I love that. A micro challenge for a macro opportunity. I always like to think as well, like things happen for you, not to you. That's one that always gets me through. And the other piece is like, if something challenges and that challenging is happening, I'm always like, okay, this is a great story. And what is this story teaching me? And I feel particularly since we started hosting the podcast and sharing more stories and really understanding it, that life is boring if it's just one straight line and it has to have these ups and downs, but I really feel like it's how you embrace them and look at them. And like you say, allow them to change the trajectory that you're on if it feels like the wrong course. And it was really interesting to me actually, just getting sick recently, which was the first time I've been sick in years. And I realized it was because I was doing too much and it was like my body's way. And it was a sign for me to go, hang on a minute, you need to change things a little bit more. You need to make sure you're doing X, Y, and Z. And I feel like, you know, being able to look at things with a growth mindset is so, so important for whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're an ambitious woman wanting to scale up the career. But when you choose to look at things in a positive manner, you can always make positive out of that situation. So I love that you did that as well. You know, I want to jump on one point that you made when you said it would be boring if we led a linear Mm -hmm. life. So I see that differently, actually. When I was in corporate America for or in that one publicly traded company for 14 years and everything was about quarterly results and beating the market and it just became somewhat boring. It was just I knew what to anticipate. I knew what the next year would look like. I knew what the challenges would be. And to me, it wasn't so much the problem wasn't that it was so boring. It was that I wasn't growing. And when you're in one of these linear situations where it's very well lit and you know what the next advancement is and you know what the projected timeline is and you know who you have to stab in the back and who you have to leapfrog and what deal you have to win, you start realizing, am I really growing very much each year as I look back? And what's so interesting is when I look back across the last decade, as we said goodbye, you know, at the end of 2019, I compared myself as a speaker at the beginning of that decade to a speaker at the end. And the growth that I had was massive. However, 90% of that growth came in the last two years since I've been on my own. So since I entered a world that was no longer linear, it was no longer well lit, I've grown more than I had the eight years prior, which really opens my mind to where would I be in my business today if I had made that leap eight or 10 years ago? Oh, good question. I like that. That is always interesting. I completely hear you on that. Like, okay, where would I be now? But also I think that things happen for a reason, don't they? And all the lessons that you learned through that part of your career, maybe that makes you more appreciative for where you're at now as well. No, I don't agree. I love it. I love this conversation. (laughs) I'm telling you, I look back on that decade and I'm sad for me and I'm sad for the world because I could have brought so much more to this world and done so much more. And so that's the message I want to share with people. If you are in a situation today right now and you're getting up to go to work and you're saying, oh, here it goes again. It's Groundhog Day. This is your newsflash moment. Get out of what you're doing. And I don't care if it's, hey, this weekend I'm going to take a stand-up comedy class because it sounds scary or if it's, I'm going to start taking a painting class at night, or if it's, I'm going to go to a different gym that I've never been to because it makes me nervous. Do something different now to start setting your life down a different path because you need to start growing and you're not going to do it where you are, where you're feeling bored and a rut. And I love the passion behind your voice as well. So let's just take to that, like, The moment where you moved out of your rut and obviously you already started your personal brand as well, but you got fired. Like, 
I want to talk because now you have a book called Confidence Creator, right? Right. So I want to talk to you like, what happened to your confidence at that moment when you were fired? Because I'm really interested. And I actually don't know your answer at this point. Because for me, as an outsider, it could go either way. You could start thinking like, oh my goodness, like, I'm like not worthy. I've got no confidence. What am I going to do? Or I could steer you in the other direction and be like, hell, I can do this. I can survive on my own. So what happened? Oh, no, it was not the latter. It was definitely, I'm a single mom. I have a very expensive condo that I have not paid off entirely. I have my son's <laughs> private school. You know, I've built a life based off of an income that was very, was certain in my mind. First of all, nothing is certain in corporate America. Your company could be sold tomorrow. Your boss could die tomorrow and everything changes as a result. So there is zero certainty, even though it seems so certain and yeah. there is zero safety in that. So the first thing that I did was I got home, I drank a bottle of Chardonnay, I got under a, a weighted blanket and I cried my face off. But then within 24 hours, I did something really smart. I posted on social media, I have just been fired after 14 years of continuous advancement and success in the media business. I am shocked. If I've ever helped you in any way, I really need you today. And a number of people came to me and said, that looks pathetic. Shut it down. Pull that off. You're never going to get another job. But something within me said, no, something's right here about this. Yeah, it is a little shameful I've been fired. But you know what? I started Googling who's been fired. And it turns out <laughs> Oprah Winfrey and Mark Cuban and J.K. Rowling and all these people that are billionaires and the most successful people. So I started seeing it as I'm in good company right now. I need to start celebrating this. And that post, brought, it. it brought me so much. I, you can't imagine. Number one, it allowed me to know I was not alone. So many people messaged me, you are not alone. I have been fired. Let me share my story. That was very comforting. Mm -hmm. And then Froggy from the Elvis Duran show, which is one of the largest radio shows in the country, tweeted at me, I hear you. How can I help you? Okay, guys, before we continue, I'd love to give you some info on our sponsor for this week. This episode is brought to you by Soul CBD. Now, I want to chat a little bit about my favorite CBD line because if you've been following Boss Babe for a while, then you know how much we love Soul CBD. I actually personally discovered it a while back and one of my favorite products is the Calm Capsules and the Strawberry Gummies. Now, I actually started taking CBD quite a while ago to help me with stress and trouble sleeping at times. I started getting into the habit of eating two of their strawberry gummies right before bed and it's really helped me get amazing sleep. Not only do I sleep better, but I also wake up feeling calm, rested and really ready to take on the day. And the other thing that I love about their gummies is I'm not joking, they taste like sweets. They literally taste amazing. Also, another reason why I love the brand is Soul CBD products are actually grown in the US. They're organically farmed and gluten-free. And in addition to all of that, all of their products contain zero THC and are tested by a third party lab. So I really just wanted to pop in here and say that if you have any issues with discomfort, stress, anxiousness, or trouble sleeping, I highly recommend you try this brand. So check out our episode notes to learn more about the products and access our 20% off promo code using Boss Babe, okay? So that's 20% off all Soul CBD products using the code boss babe and we're back let's jump back into today's episode Another thing I learned is when someone offers to help you convert in the moment, do not delay that conversion because people will move ahead with their life and forget about your challenge. So I tweeted right back. 
thank you. Please get book me on the Elvis Duran show, which he did. And so he booked me on the Elvis Duran show. And within 15 minutes on air with Elvis, he said, well, Heather, obviously you're writing a book. And I said, well, obviously, but I didn't (laughs) know I was writing a book, right? It was just that this man who I had on a pedestal because he's so famous and wealthy and successful, when he had such conviction that I was writing a book, it became feasible or plausible to me that maybe I should write a book. So I jumped on a a plane home from New York. I Googled, how do you write a book? And it basically said, you have to commit to writing X amount of hours a day. I think it was four hours a day. And I thought, well, I don't have to go to a job right now. So let's do that. And I sat down and within a week, it was very clear. I was writing a compilation of my lowest moments in my life and how I converted those moments into bounce back moments that ultimately taught me how to create confidence within me and could teach the reader as well. Wow. I love that. I love that. We have a saying in our business, like if you don't know the answer, Google it. And I think that's just like so powerful that again, that growth mindset, like, okay, I'm going to look this up. Let's see what I've got to do while I've got this time. Let's do it. Okay. So the book is all about creating confidence, right? So give us some tips. I love this podcast to be full of actionable takeaways for our listeners. So I know there's going to be so many women out here listening with low confidence. Like it's one thing we hear a lot. So what were some of the lessons that you learned in increasing your confidence? Okay, one, and and this goes back to the beginning of of our call today before you turn record on, you apologized to me because your voice was cracking because you're sick. We don't apologize. This is something huge for women. So many women apologize. It's not your fault you're sick, right? So another way to approach that would be to say, Heather, thanks for your understanding that my voice keeps cracking. I've been a little under the weather. I appreciate that you understand that and that you're you know, sympathetic to my situation. I like to thank people now for everything. It shows gratitude for them and it takes the focus off of me, 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 but makes it more about the person that you're engaging with. And I learned this from going to the gym. I was constantly bumping into people or they would bump into me as at any workout or boot camp. And I would always say, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I felt lower. I felt beneath other people. And so I first pivoted and started saying, excuse me. And then I've advanced that to now if I can't hit a deadline for someone, thank you so much for your understanding. I'll have this over within 24 hours, whatever it may be. But turning to gratitude instead of saying sorry has been super powerful for me. And I offer everyone a seven day challenge to take that on. And I do that in my book. And I have a free accountability partner program on my website. I do the same thing there because just that one step when people are very intentional about it, you will catch how much you've been apologizing for things you really aren't sorry for. And it's going to start making you feel pretty powerful and pretty confident. I love that. That is such a good takeaway. And I really do think so many people will be able to apply that for the better in their lives. I certainly will. You made a very good point, actually. And I do say sorry quite often for things like you say, now you think about trivial things. And actually, you don't need to say sorry for those certain things. So I think there's a lot of people that are going to really relate to that. So thank you for sharing. Have you got any other good tips? I have 41 different ones. There's 41 (laughs) chapters in my book and there's a different... Let's share a couple more because I really, really do feel like so many women are going to relate to this and they're going to be like writing these down or they're going to be driving their car, listening, taking note. And this podcast is about changing lives and these tips really, really make a difference. So let's share a couple more and we can both kind of share some anecdotes as to how they have helped us along the way too. 
Sure. So my son taught me this one. It was a couple years ago, early in the morning, you know, getting ready for school. It's always chaotic because, you know, I've got to get him fed, get dressed. I'm, you know, drinking my coffee. I'm answering. It's just craziness in my house in the morning. And he comes out with a basketball sneaker and a Sharpie. And I said, what the heck are you doing? I can't stand when he waits till the morning. Why can't we resolve these things the night before? I'm a big fan of, right? I'm like, we need to pre-plan. He said, but I just remembered I need your help. I said, what? Give it to me. He said, I need you to write on my shoe. I'm like, this is crazy. What am I writing? He said, write this. I can do all things. And so I write that and I say, why am I writing this? And he said, mom, right now I feel really confident because it's game day and I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to listen to my music and I'm going to get excited and I'm know how my shot is limitless. He said, but if I don't have a great first quarter, when I go back and sit on the bench, I'm going to start feeling badly about myself and questioning how good I really am. He said, but then I'm going to look down at my shoe and I'm going to remember how I feel right now and I'm going to take that court like a beast. Oh my goodness. How old is your son? He was nine when he told me that. But you know what's interesting? So he learned that from Steph Curry, very famous NBA player. And then fast forward two years, an NBA player reached out to me. He had read my book and he wanted me to work with him in help coaching him for the NBA. I met with him and he said, Heather, guess what my favorite chapter in your book is? And I said, well, I know it's my son's basketball (laughs) chapter. And he said, yes. Do you know why? I said, no, why? He said, because you quoted the Bible. And I said, what? And he taught me that I can do all things is through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I'm not a very religious person, so I didn't know that. But it was so interesting what a powerful quote that was that I thought came from Steph Curry had actually come from the Bible and had much bigger meaning than I was even aware of. Yeah, I love that. And I love that story. And that is just so, so powerful. One thing, I mean, I don't write on my shoe, um, but I do do similar where I actually have three words that flash up. I have affirmations that come up on my phone. I hate to be interrupted when I'm doing things. Like I very strict on having no notifications on anything. Like I get text messages and calls, but that's it. But I do set alarms on my phone that flash up with affirmations or I pick three words that I feel particularly aligned with that month and they come up on my phone as alarms. So they don't beep, they don't vibrate, they just flash up so that when I next look at my phone, they're there ready waiting for me. So that's my version of writing on my shoe. (laughs) Just to remind me when I need it. And you know what? Frequency is what sells. So the more frequently you can have those reminders popping up and consistently doing that, it's really going to become subconscious and and penetrate you in a very powerful way. So yeah, if you're going to write it on your shoe, if you're going to write it on your notebook or you're going to have it in your phone, anyway, it's a win for you. Mm, I love that. Okay, so to finish this off, let's do one more. Let's do another one at your book. I mean, I'm assuming all these are all in your book if people want to read them, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this one is something new that I learned. And this is not in my book. It's going to be in my second book, which hopefully will be coming out soon. But this I actually learned. I did a podcast episode two weeks ago with Ed Milet. And I asked him, as I ask everyone on my podcast, you know, when have you struggled with confidence and how did you overcome that? And one of the things he taught me, which I had had not heard of before, but it's absolutely correct, is that when you break promises to yourself, you chip away at your confidence. And I had to really sit there and think about it. But the point he was making is that, and I use myself in the in the stories so that I can show how I related to it. I was thinking, well, I don't break promises to myself. I work hard. I'm a good mother. I work out. I'm eating healthy. 
And I had to really think and reflect. And when I reflected, when I, my confidence was the lowest is when I was at that job in corporate America, when I was being bullied by that woman, I would come home at night driving in my car crying. I would get home and wipe my tears off before I'd see my son. And he could tell some, you know, he knows me and he says, something's wrong. And I'd say, I'm just so sick of her again. I'm just sick of her. I'm not letting her treat me this way anymore. But then I'd wake up and I'd go right back to work the next day and it would happen again. And what I realized is every day I did that, I was breaking a promise to myself. It wasn't something I was writing down. I will no longer let this woman bully me and being aware that yet again, I was going back the next day and doing it. And that cycle of being upset and saying no more and then going back and taking more and then no more and taking more. I was constantly letting myself down. I was constantly breaking that promise to myself. So I I challenge everyone, think about what promises are you making and what promises are you breaking? And when you decide to change that pattern, you'll really start creating confidence in yourself. Mm, I know. And I feel like I've said this a lot through this podcast, but I know that people will relate to that. And everything you spoke about today, you know, being a female and an ambitious female, being a boss babe and listening to this, like, these confidence pieces are things that a lot of our listeners struggle with too. And I relate to a lot of them and you've obviously related to a lot of them. That's why you wrote the book. And I think it's just really powerful to share these strategies and this piece around like what you promise yourself. I really relate to that as well. I've made promises to myself. Okay, I'm not going to work past 8 p.m. And I put blocks in my calendar and then I have been working past 8 p.m. And, you know, as I said, I was sharing at the beginning, I got sick for the first time in years. I think it's because I was breaking promises to myself because I was burning myself. Like I did four flights to LA in four months, like backwards and forwards. Like when you, I think you're right, your body says, well, no, enough is enough. And I think you show it in different ways. And whether it is a commitment in work, whether it's a commitment on how someone's speaking to you, whether a family member, like, or maybe even not keeping up with your health habits. I really think that's actually very, very poignant. And you kind of have this underlying disappointment in yourself sometimes when you don't keep promises to yourself that perhaps are not there on the surface. But then when you go a little bit closer, you do that as that confident, oh, can I do that? Because I said I would do this smaller thing and I never did that. And so then it falls into like, okay, can I land that client or can I go for that promotion when I didn't even go to the gym this week and I said I was going to go. So Exactly. So do we suggest like just starting small, being like, okay, like how do you build those promises? Because I do think that there's a big jump to go, okay, all of a sudden I'm going to go to the gym six days a week or all of a sudden I'm going to walk out from this job and I'm not going to let her speak to me again like that. How do people find those baby steps? Yeah, baby steps are critical. I actually have a chapter on that in my book. And, you know, that's one of the things that some days I wake up in the morning and I don't feel driven and I don't feel fired up and, you know, you're tired or not feeling well. And those are the days I always lead with doing a load of laundry, cleaning the house a little bit, you know, answering emails, mm-hmm. little baby steps to get you moving forward so that you can, you know, start springboarding to other things. And I think that that's the same analogy for whether it be breaking promises or firing the villains in your life. Maybe you're saying, I'm afraid of, I'm in a bad marriage and the idea of leaving my husband seems so scary. Well, then start looking around and see where else in your life you have bad relationships. See where else you're not being respected and start standing up to those people first. Start creating boundaries with those people first. If you're someone at work is putting you down all the time, address it with that person and let them know there will be a consequence or that you, you're going to move your desk. You won't be working on teams with that person any longer. Start taking those small steps first before you attack that big one and And that will start building up some credibility in your mind that you are capable, you are moving in the right direction, and you are able to accomplish that big goal too. 
I love that. So I feel like we have equipped the ladies with so many amazing points to help build their confidence, but I know that a lot of them will still be wanting more. So I'm going to make sure that we put a link to your book, Heather. I'm going to see if we can put it in iTunes, but if we can't, we'll make sure we put it on the website too. Um, So if anyone does want to listen back and wants to get the book, we'll put a link on our website so you can find out more. It's called Confidence Creator. Thank you so much, Heather, for joining us today. This has been such an amazing podcast. I'd also love for you to share your social handles because I love our listeners to tag us with their favorite takeaways. I know we get shared lots. So what's your social handle, Heather? I'm at Heather Monahan on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Amazing. So please, please share away. Also tag at bossbabe.inc and myself at Danielle Canty. And we cannot wait to hear your takeaways. Thank you so much, Heather. Thanks for having me. If you love this episode, please subscribe, download a few more and please leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were. And I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. To say thanks for leaving us a review, we'll send you a copy of The Boss Babe 25. The Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. It covers everything from our favorite rituals, books, and hacks. If you want a copy, just leave us a review, screenshot it, and send to podcast at bossweb.com. We will then email you a copy ASAP. And since we love Instagram, you can go to the hashtag The Boss Babe Podcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through the comments and we'll make sure to answer it on our next podcast.